Hey guys, this is Marta, aka CC, with the Success is Real, Real Talk. I'm here with you today on a, a kind of sensitive topic, and I, I have my daughter joining me today. She's going to introduce herself. Hi, I'm Tori. <laughs> so this is her first time, my second time doing the podcast, so I'm very excited to do this with my daughter. And I really wanted to talk about this subject because it's a personal subject to me because this is what I've been dealing with. And this subject, our topic is raising children and maintaining the children. What is the difference? So some of the things that I thought about when talking about this subject is what are the causes of this and how does it affect the child and how does it affect the parent? So I brought my daughter on because who better to get it from than my oldest child who's been through it with me, hard and went hard in the paint with me. So she's going to give some input. So Tori, what do you think are some of the main factors from a child with a parent? First of all, let me explain the difference between raising children and maintaining children. Raising children is a parent who is involved, actively involved who's there helping with homework, who's there to support mentally, physically there. They're there in all aspects of parenthood. They can be there, you know, at the drop of a dime. They're there because they're not financially stuck somewhere trying to make sure they're providing for the household and unavailable. And when they are physically available, mentally unavailable. So maintaining a child is pretty much what I've been doing for most of my adulthood, my parenthood is maintaining my children, just trying to make sure that I could provide for them, make sure that they had the things that they need and not necessarily sit down and have the conversations that needed to be had with them. And, um, when I, instead of talking to them, I'm home frustrated talking at them. Um, don't have the energy to redirect them when I get home because I'm so exhausted from providing uh, financially or just trying to gather my thoughts. So uh, that is from my point of view, the difference between the two. I mean, there's more differences. It's more extreme than that. But those are the ones that come to me uh, offhand right now. So Tori, what do you think is one of the factors from yourself and from like maybe some of your friends? that, you know, is the difference between, first of all, what do you think that I've been doing all of these years? Um, Honestly, we're being honest, we're being raw, we're talking real talk, so. Um, I think you've been upholding a healthy relationship with us. Like, even if you weren't able to do everything you wanted to do with us, you've done your best, and it showed, and... I feel like all of us appreciated that. And so like, even though we didn't have everything, we still like have a good life because you're doing your best. Okay. Well, that makes me feel better. Um, and yes, I have been doing my best. And sometimes I felt like I felt, sh- I fell short and I'll admit that I fell short, you know, many different distractions, um, in particular, you know, finances. I mean, finances will consume you if you're not in the right place financially. So what do you think are some of the things that, uh, how did it affect you, me not being mentally available when you felt like you needed to be, me to be there for it? Um, 
I just felt like sometimes communication was a problem. Mm-hmm. Like everything that happened in Florida, mm-hmm. like that was uh, mainly a problem of communication. I didn't feel comfortable talking to you about everything going on, mm-hmm. and um, I don't know. I felt like that was that was like the the main, if not only, problem that I felt I had just communicating with you. Okay, and for the siblings, um, as far as you being the oldest child and me not being. Me always being gone at work and when I'm home, I'm tired or I'm just cooking and, you know, just rushing to get everybody off the bed. How did that affect you? Um, I don't know. Sometimes I felt like I was helping you raise them. Like mm-hmm. my childhood was going to like making sure they're OK, which I didn't really mind. And I still don't mind because I still get to do stuff I want to do sometimes. And other times I'm here helping. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't feel like that's hindered me in any way. If not, it's making me a better person. So, yeah. And what about some of your friends? Like, um, do they have, have you seen any friends that are actually being raised versus being maintained by their parent? Do you see any differences as far as um, their relationships, their mental state of mind? Uh, All of the people that I know, um, like some of my closer friends, I know that they have like really bad relationships with their parents, mm-hmm. but um, they they hide that. They don't like show that they're upset about everything going on at home. And then mm-hmm. um, my more of acquaintances, I don't really know their like home life, but mm-hmm. they don't seem to like it at home at all. But I guess we're just at that age where you don't like being at home. <laughs> yeah, yeah, teenagers. So the friends that don't don't want to say anything, are their parents home and, you know, sitting there with them every day, talking to them, trying to talk to them? Or are they more like which which side of the bracket are they more raising or maintaining them? Maintaining, you, definitely maintaining. So do you think most of your friends um, and and as far as race, is there a particular race that's that because I know you have a lot of different friends from different races? Mm-hmm. Um so does race play a role? Do you notice any differences when it comes to race? Um, mm, I have a lot of uh, black friends who don't like their home life. Mm-hmm. But then um, I have some white friends and um, Asian friends who also don't like their home, li- home life. Um, I know a lot of my white friends don't like their home life because their parents are racist and they're not. Um, mm-hmm. And... My Asian friends, I don't think I really know about their home life. And then, like, um, I have Indian friends who just, like, want to do more stuff. Like, uh, Muslim friends, excuse me. And, yeah, they just want to do more stuff. But they're, like, not upset with their family. Okay, because they have, freedom. like, strict rules and, mm-hmm. and stuff for their culture and stuff. Okay, that makes sense. Um, so from from what I've noticed in myself and my friends and Single mothers, definitely 99.9% of the time, if not more, are maintaining their children. I mean, it's just not possible unless you get in like some buku child support in your home, raising your children, or you got, you know, some kind of alimony or something like that where things are being taken care of, where you're not stressed about it. And you're not working 12 hours a day, you know, 14 hours out of the house and you're coming home dragging to go to sleep. And right now, 
for me, this is the most time I've spent at home because I've been in between jobs and things haven't been going well in, in my career. And, but it, it allowed me to see so much where I lacked with my children, which I noticed already, but I'm just glad that I, I'm paying attention now. I'm paying attention. My eyes are wide open and I'm open to change and I'm, and I'm making the necessary changes and taking one step at a time. But this really affects the children. This really, it, it really comes down to the relationship and the healthy mental state of your child and yourself, because you have to take care of yourself. And if you're maintaining your children, you got to be maintaining yourself. You're just barely hanging on. You're probably on autopilot and you're just doing things day by day and you're stuck in this routine. And I'm quite sure if you felt like me, it was like a prison outside of prison. It was like, it's like, I can't say it was, it is like, you know, you, you, you have this repetitive cycle every day, waking up at the same time, dealing with the same BS at work, coming home in the same traffic, barely dragging in at home and, and giving your children the least part of you. And if, if, I'm in a relationship at the time trying to, you know, give, give that part of me and it's just never enough. So for you, I would have nothing for myself and my children are, you know, acting up or, you know, I would think, you know, they're acting up They're Oh, they're getting on my nerves. Oh, this and that. They're not, they're not listening. They're, they're doing things. And when it comes down to it, the children just want attention. They, you've been gone all day. They've been doing, you know, learning different things at school. They've been, you know, if if they get they get out of school at two, three o'clock, they've been home for because I get home around seven, so they've been home four hours, and they've been running around and and bored and watching TV and eating snacks and all of this stuff. And they're waiting and they're excited when I walk through the door and I'm just like, I probably woke up on six and by this time on, I'm on two and I have nothing for them. You know, I have it's is, and you push them away constantly and it's not intentional. It's not intentional at all. It's just the stress of life is hard period. I mean, it's really no excuse because I've seen, like some of my friends able to balance the two better than others, but everybody doesn't have that, that capability. And Tori, do you feel that is affecting any of your siblings? Um, for example, Chanel, <laughs> like Chanel, um, you know, some children need more attention than others. And um, do you feel that, is is different ways that that will help like versus the whole maintaining and raising like what will be what do you think from a child's point of view would help cross that barrier i feel like it's definitely talking to them like i said before communication seeing what's the problem what's bothering them mm -hmm. what they're desiring what they feel like they need at yeah. the moment and then um figuring out how to um, better yourself in that area or better yeah. the relationship wherever they want it or, you know, like 
just do your best. And if you can't really do much more, just at least show that you're trying and that you care about what they're saying. Mm -hmm. Because even if you can't make ends meet where you want them to, as long as they know you're trying, yeah. they, they feel like, you know, hey, she still cares about me or he still cares about me because, you know, they're trying to do their best for what I need. So definitely. I feel like it's definitely seeing what what needs to be done. Okay, yeah. Um, you have to you have to pull it out of yourself at the end of the day. You have to pull it out. And if it's the last bit of you, and because your children, you don't want them to be in a vicious cycle. And that's what it's ultimately going to end up being is them going down um, a downward spiral. And you're going to go and have the doctors and the, the counselors at school and the teachers calling and saying the child isn't listening. The child is acting out. And the child is, is having some anger issues. And I'm saying all this because I've been through all this. I'm currently in all this. And I say this because it can be fixed and... I've noticed little changes with the changes that I've made. And when when it comes to the, the children having better conversations with the parents and knowing that the parents are listening, it makes a, a, a deep impact. And um, as far as how it affects us as parents, it, be, it comes kind of like um, into a hopeless state. Like, Okay, you know, you feel hopeless because it's like everything is coming at you from all sides. And you want to fix everything and you but you just don't have the energy, you don't have the the capacity to to take in all of that. So you you you're giving yourself to all these different parts of your day and your life and it's it's exhausting and by the time you hit that bed, you're so drained. When you wake up the next day, you're still drained and it gets, it never gets better. And something has to happen because it's just like everything is going to continue to fall apart. You, you, it, it, something has to give. And it's so many single mothers out here dealing with this. It's so many single parents out here dealing with this because there's single fathers too who are probably dealing with this. And you try to stretch yourself out and you probably try to overcompensate and, you know, with, um, you know, name brand clothes, name brand shoes, which I've rarely been able to provide to my own children, but they've always been appreciative of the things that they have. They've been, you know, the little ones have been kind of destructive. So they, they, they don't understand the value of a dollar, but, um, they've been pretty good when it, when it comes to that. And I feel that it is very prominent in the, the black race because, there are uh, so many single black mothers uh, with multiple children. And, you know, th they probably have a high school education, if that. And that really limits the kind of jobs they can find. Um, if they don't have any skills, you know, you might be have four children working at McDonald's. And I mean, it's, it's not the right thing. And people can judge and say, oh, well, she shouldn't have had those children. If she couldn't afford them, I'm just going to keep her blood raw. Shit happens. You know, shit happens. Um, empty relationships, empty promise. It always happens. And, you know, no one goes in expecting things to, and nobody goes into a relationship and expect the relationship to fall apart and her to be raising these children by herself. So 
with that being said, don't judge because I hate that when people just judge and they don't know what they're talking about. They don't know their ass from their head. And that makes absolutely no sense. Um, I think people who have the privilege because it is a privilege to raise their children are in two parent homes with um, who are financially stable, who have great communication to as to who's going to do what with the child at what time they're structured. They have um, organization. And I think that it's just healthy overall. And that's what most of us are not privileged to have. And it affects the child in the long run. And it affects the parent in the long run. And the cycle just goes on and on and on. So eventually something has to give. So it, there needs to be some avenues and some resources to help people get out of that state mentally, help people get out that state financially, and also intellectually, because that's an issue as well. Some people, they, they want to further their education, but they don't have time. I mean, yes, you can say they can make time and things like that. But if your time and every dollar is being stretched to every bill or every need at that moment, how are you able to even stretch that time when you barely have time for anything else? I mean, realistically, you would probably have to go 24 hours a day without any sleep to try to do that. And, and some people, you know, there are that 1% who push it to the limits and made things happen that wouldn't normally happen. But realistically, that doesn't happen for the, the normal folk. <laughs> so um, I don't know, Tori, what else do you think is a, a sensitive topic that we can talk about when it comes to maintaining and raising a child with the difference or anything else when it comes to maintaining um i think uh that acceptance comes into play acceptance now what do you mean by acceptance um like not pushing them to do things that they don't want to do or um mm -hmm. forcing things that you wanted for yourself onto them and i don't see this in like this household, but in other households, mm -hmm. I've seen um, that parents force stuff on the, onto their children in really toxic ways, and it really um, affects them. Because I have friends who hate going home, like would rather be anywhere but home, mm -hmm. just because they feel that their parents are toxic and that they don't listen to them mm -hmm. and don't let them make their own decisions. Because um, what I hear a lot at my school now is, how do you expect me to act like an adult, but you treat me like a child? Mm, and okay. um, they, it's, it's just like a lot of people, well, a lot of my friends, mainly females, feel like their relationship with their parent is toxic and mainly based off of acceptance and communication. Mm -hmm. And um, now, yeah. are they argumentative? Are they. Um, physically fighting? Are they being, I, I know you're sensitive and it's your friends, but is it like they're being physically abused in the process or how do you feel? It's just, um, they're not seeing eye to eye? Um, with one of my friends, I know it's definitely not seeing eye to eye with her mom. Um, 
she she looks kind of looks down on her mom because her mom didn't um go to college and she feels like the way her mom is raising her she's pushing her to not go to college either okay so she doesn't feel like comfortable being around her mom and then um another friend that i have her mom just makes her like a house slave like she comes home and she's like you need to clean this kitchen and i want you to cook and then clean the bathrooms and clean the floors and she just like her brothers are younger than her so mm-hmm. she doesn't make her brothers do anything like she just makes her do everything because she's i guess because she's the female of the house and the oldest but um now yeah. do you know if her father's in the household is she a single her mother's a single parent her mother's a single parent so do you think it's kind of similar to our situation where her mother really depends on her because she is the oldest one and she's not communicating her frustrations with her mother? Yeah, I think it's definitely her not communicating with her mom and telling her because she she hates being home, too. Yeah, because I'm, I I know there's a lot of times where you guys don't feel like doing chores. And that's just any teenagers. They have to do chores. But when you're doing all of the chores by yourself and you're carrying the full load, that's 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 not okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so what do you think if she was to speak to her mother? Do you think, because I, I can speak for her mother, she probably doesn't know. She probably isn't aware that her daughter is feeling the way she's feeling. But if she sat her down and spoke to her, she probably get an understanding. Now, it depends on the mental state of her mother. If her mother is broken and her mother is in a defensive state, it, she might not take it well. But that's a chance that she may need to take. And she should know her mother well enough to know the approach that she should take when speaking to her mother. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's so many things. Her mother is probably depressed and trying her hardest to make ends meet. She's probably broken from the relationships that she had with the boy's mother um, father if he's not around or whatever relationship she just finished with if she's in a relationship um it's so many factors that could be going wrong and mental health of parents need to be priority because we're raising people we're raising people for the future and if our mental state is not in a good place then our children are not going to be in good environments and they're not going to be in a good place, period. It's it's not going to, it's not going to be a, a good, it's going to be a breeding ground for all kind of negativity. And with that kind of situation, and I, I think your friend, if she talks to her mother, I think that it'll, it'll help their relationship. And she may start making the boys do it. And she can make a suggestion, like how old are the boys? Do you know? Um, I think like 10 and 13. Oh yeah, they definitely could help. Oh, that's ridiculous. No, she needs to um she needs to sit her mom down and talk to her. And if she takes it and she's not how old is your friend? She's 17, I'm guessing, because she's around your age. Mm-hmm. 16, 17. 16. Okay, she takes it. I mean, she should take her opinion. She's old enough for her to value her her opinion and how and her feelings. And she should sit down. I mean, you should value all your children's feelings regardless of age, but she should appreciate her being able to talk to her like a young adult and um, her input. And for her to be helping her as much as she is, her input counts because, listen, she's helping, you know? And um, that's how I feel with you. And that's why I give you so much leniency when you try to, um, why you want to go somewhere, you know, I try to let you go out because I know that you help me big time when it comes to 
keeping them, you know, squared and keeping everything in line when I'm not around. And your brother is just oblivious to the world. (laughs) (laughs) But everybody has their chores. Everybody has everything that they need to do, what they're assigned to do. So um, I appreciate the point that where we've come today. And I do look back on things. And like my daughter said earlier in our podcast, when we were in Florida, she did not feel comfortable speaking to me because of the lack of communication and things like that. And, you know, there's, it's, it's, it's a learning process. Moms, dads, you listening. It's a learning process. We're going to make mistakes. Um, All we can do is learn from them and make sure we don't repeat those mistakes and just move on, move forward, try to fix it. Try to get it together. You, ha- I mean, the only option is at the end of the day to get it together if you want your children not to feel the same pain that you have felt. Because more than likely, if you are in that cycle, it didn't start with you. It is something that started with your parents, your parents' parents. Probably you're in a family that just, you know, fi- finance. It's like a they said it's a generational curse, but really it is, you know, you're being nobody's breaking through that financial barrier in that family. Somebody has to break through that when it comes to success at the end of it all. You know, money has a big part to play in it. And I don't think money is like it's not the majority of it, though, because like I remember you telling me, um that you wanted to be more affectionate with us, but that's just not how you were raised. So you didn't mm-hmm. know how to be affectionate, like yeah. comfortably. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I used to, um, it used to be really bad when I, um, my kids would try to hug me. I used to cringe. Um, and it wasn't because I didn't want them to hug me. It just felt so awkward because I wasn't used to being hugged. It, it, it's the weirdest thing. It is the absolute weirdest thing. And I, I spoke to my aunt one day and I told her how I felt. And she her son had passed. And she said, Cece, you know what I would give to hug my son one more time? She said, you hug those children. You tell them you love them and you kiss them and you make them feel okay. And she cried and we cried. And, you know, we we did that whole bit. But um, I've, I've gotten better. Mm-hmm. I've gotten better. Mm-hmm. Um, I say I love you more. I, I give more hugs and kisses. I'm more welcoming. I no longer cringe. I'm I'm more comfortable with my kids um, showing me affection. And sometimes, like even my oldest son, he'll he'll come and he'll you know give me a hug or he'll say something and, and he's not accent. <laughs> he's not accent. So um, I, I'm I'm glad I've improved and then I will continue to improve. And I I told my kids I said whatever I said, I'm going to fix it. I'm going to fix me. And if, if I can't completely fix it by the time you guys are, you know, fully independent, I I will be able to, to, to display that with your children, you know, and, but I'm going to display that with them as grown adults. They're going to be getting hugs and kisses and I love you's. And I'm going to make up for, you know, all of the maintaining I did. And and even if I have to raise adults, I'm going to raise them. I'm going to raise my children. Um, anything else that you want to? Not really. Just sit down and talk to your kids because you never know what's going on with them. Definitely. Definitely. Especially if you're maintaining, if you have any outside people coming into the house, um, any boyfriend, because sometimes you have sorry boyfriends and you're still maintaining, 
where you still can't, you know, take that time out to sit with your children. Um, sit and talk with your children. Make sure your kids are okay, boys and girls, because they, I mean, if, if there's someone home and doing something to them and they, they have to know. I mean, you have to know what's going on with your children. I mean, and if they are comfortable talking to you, I mean, it starts it starts with them being able to communicate with you. Once they're able to communicate with you, you can build a relationship. You can teach them. You can learn that, learn from them and teach them. And that's what, what I'm doing with my children. And I really feel great about talking with you guys with my daughter. I was excited for this. And I'm happy we're able to do this today. And I look forward to talking to her about more subjects. Maybe we can talk about like makeup or something next time. She wants I'm to learn not how to a makeup person. <laughs> she wants to learn how to do makeup. Um, but we can talk about different stuff and things, maybe some issues going on at school and things like that. And you wanna you wanna you wanna end this podcast today? Uh, you know, uh, the, su- the, se- the success is real, real talk. <laughs> so, guys, it was great talking to you. Look, stay tuned for more episodes. Please message me if you have any ideas, any different topics that you want us to talk about. Definitely message me. I will get on it. I will do my research and speak to you guys. Thank you for listening. Share, like, follow us. Our our channel, C Six Crew. Our page is the C6 crew, and we love you guys, and this is only the beginning of a great venture, and you know what? Like I said, the success is real. Real talk.